whoever wins the World Cup, you're just going to have an amazing time. Not all teams can get the victory. What sort of a position women's football holds inside the halls of power of FIFA? I wish I could go to Australia because I know it's going to be fantastic. The ticket. Reflections. Hello again and welcome to the Ticket to the Cup podcast, our daily podcast looking at all things FIFA Women's World Cup. Uh, my pleasure to welcome back again Anya Ewell, who is the SBS Les Murray Mr Football Award winner for UNHCR. Anya, good to see you again. Good to see you, Tracy. Good to be back. And on a morning after the night before, yeah. which meant Australia beat Denmark 2-0 and progresses to the quarterfinals. What a night. Uh, it was a definitely a great night. I was there at the stadium and the atmosphere in the stadium was something that you couldn't believe. <laughs> um, you know, just being there to witness a World Cup like that, I, I, I was overjoyed. Mm. Um, so the fans were amazing and all the support was amazing in there. Yeah. yeah. And what about those two goals and the role that Mary Fowler played like it really shows to I think we should highlight it's not always those that score the goal not taking anything away from Caitlin Ford or Hayley Rasso because they were brilliant um, but the role that Mary Fowler played last night was um, equally stunning. Oh absolutely stunning you know Mary is a young upcoming star and just to see her play the beautiful game that we all love her calmness is what makes her stand out and like you say not to take away from the rest of the girls um, Mary Mary is just some, someone to watch out. I mean, last night, the goal that she set up, the first one, that cross, it was amazing. And I think um, that is a young star that we need to look out for and support as well as she grows in this football. All right, let's have a listen to uh, some of those players after the game. Caitlin Ford being the player of the match with her 28-minute goal. Uh, here she is speaking with Daniela Intilli. Congratulations. You seem to have a thing about scoring against Denmark. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I've always said it doesn't matter who scores them as long as they go in. And, um, yeah, just happy to, to see it go in, I guess. A 2-0 victory of Hayley getting her third, but also keeping a clean sheet. Yeah, no, it's massive. Our team is built on keeping a clean sheet. We we know we have to defend solid, work hard for each other, and we did that tonight. And, um, yeah, it'll be the same moving forward as well. We just, we just need to keep working for each other, and we know that we'll get chances and we'll create. And, um, yeah. This is a team that's proven it can play without Sam Kerr, but how good was it to see her on finally? Yeah, no, I'm just super happy for her, obviously, to, to be a part of it now and to be back on the pitch and to, yeah, it's a massive boost for us as a team to, to have our captain back and to have a player of her quality and I think not only for us, for the whole world to be able to see her on show as well. So, yeah, excited for the game ahead. Now, Danny also caught up with uh, Courtney Vine, Emily Van Egmond, and the captain who finally got a run last night, just before we hear from them. What about the roar of the crowd when we saw Sam Kerr warming up on the sideline behind the photographers, taking off her, you know, sitting on the bench shirt and putting on her playing shirt, and the crowd went wild. It was amazing, to be honest. I even um, I didn't even notice that it was Sam, that the reason everyone went crazy. <laughs> and, you know, and it just shows how much we all are supporting the Tillies. Well, what roof there is at Stadium Australia, lifted fully off, because here, making a bow in the World Cup, it's Australia's captain, the leader of this Matilda's group of players, Sam Kerr, 
is about to come on for her first minute. Sam has been missing in the last couple of games and there's been a lot of talk in the media to why and to, for her to just come out and the audience to be surprised like that or the fan, um, it was really good and we were quite excited just to see on the pitch even though she didn't play much, I think those extra 20 minutes were good. Yeah, yeah, and good for her just to, you know, get a bit of warm uh, World Cup um, vibe going through her system before we move into the quarters, the semis and the final, which I've got them playing already. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, no, we already visualised that. Um, but definitely, I think it was a great for her to just step in and, and give us that little bit of show. Um, that's all That's all it's needed so far. Yeah. All right, let's hear from those other Australian players with Daniela Intilli. What does it feel like to be playing on this world stage? It feels incredible. I mean, I think I said it a few times, but you know, this is a dream come true to me. It's something I've I've dreamt about ever since I knew I could play in the women's league, um, which would have been probably when I was 12. Uh, and to think now we're doing it and not just a FIFA Women's World Cup, but on home soil with the home crowd, with amazing athletes, uh, it's just incredible. 2-0, what a result. That first goal, how it was set up beautifully by Mary and then uh, finished off by Caitlin. Just fantastic. You know, Kate's in great form right now, so is Mary. And, you know, we see that on the training field um, each and every day. So it's so good to see it uh, on the actual game day um, against the opposition. And, yeah, Kate's just amazing, isn't she? <laughs> that was an amazing goal. Well, she scored before against she Denmark. She has. So yeah, correct. Really... <laughs> it's something about Denmark, isn't it? Yeah, we love it. Yeah. Also impressive was that you've kept a clean sheet. Yeah, massive for our back line. Um, they should be so stoked. And obviously, we're really stoked to get a clean sheet. That's always a game within a game, isn't it, to keep it clean and... Um, yeah, they, they're, they're amazing. They've done it each and every game. Like, they're just rock solid at the back. I can't, <laughs> can't complain. More than 75,000 and that crowd, what does it do for the team? Yeah, the crowd's massive. Um, I think they were a lot louder than our first game. I still think we can be more, more loud. Uh, but home soil, like, I just think home advantage, it is, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's called home advantage for a reason. Um, hearing them and, you know, every time you touch the ball, you're attacking, you just hear this scream and, yeah, it's the 12th man. I've said it before. Yeah, this is a side that's proven it can play without Sam Kerr, but how good was it to see Sam on late for not just the yeah. crowd but for yourselves? Massive for us to see Sam out there, obviously feeling heaps better with her calf and to now have her ready for quarters is massive for us and, you know, I think it's a bit scary for the other teams. Yeah, quarterfinal, either France or Morocco there, uh, feeling pumped? Feeling pumped either way, either team. Um, we'll go with the game plan and it's something we work at at training. We look at them tactically and we break them down and each team has their own thing. So whoever wins, we're looking forward to analysing them. Congratulations. Um, it must be an incredible feeling. Yeah, amazing feeling um, to start the knockout stages with a win is huge for us. And yeah, just proud of the girls, proud of the effort they put in tonight. They worked extremely hard and um, yeah, I thought it was quite deserving in the end. Yeah, definitely dominated. That first goal set up so superbly by Mary, finished off brilliantly by Caitlin Ford. Yeah, I mean, obviously we, you know, we have a game plan and we executed that um, tremendously tonight and we hit them on transition um, where we felt it was a little bit of a weakness of theirs. Um, and yeah, Caitlin finished her chance unbelievably and I'm just so happy for her. She's worked extremely hard. Um, she's had a good good tournament so far and for her to, to get her first goal is, is awesome. And Hayley Razzo, a third goal of the tournament. Yeah, she's in good form too. I mean, everyone I feel like is really hitting their straps and we're in a good place. Um, 
the addition of our leader Sam Kerr as well is um, you know only going to benefit us. So for us, um, good win. We re- regroup and we look towards the next challenge. And uh, a clean sheet, which is also important. Yeah, that maybe is the most important thing that gives us all the confidence in the world. It shows our defensive structure was on point tonight and um, we defended the box extremely well, especially when they started um, going a bit more direct. So credit to those girls, um, credit to the whole group. Um, they've been amazing so far and we, we push on from here. And great to see Sam Kerr finally come on. Yeah, amazing. So happy for her. So happy to have her back. And yeah, pretty scary now to add that to the arsenal that we have. Yeah, I mean, it was just a relief on a personal level, but, um, yeah, just amazing, exciting and really proud of the girls. Was that as complete a performance, attacking and defensively, as you've seen from Matildas? I mean, after the first 20-odd minutes, it like you guys had it in control. Yeah, I mean, we're just playing every, taking every game as it comes. Um, I think they played really, really well. I missed the 20 minutes in the second half because I was warming up the whole time, but um, the girls smashed it. I think I don't really know if they had many chances, but um, that's because we made it so tough and then obviously we, sh- we closed the game out with that second goal. Now. What do you think about the 75,000 fans who came to watch you play? I mean, amazing. We have amazing support in us. We're really lucky and um, I, we're showing out for them too, so hopefully they keep coming. So, and that first goal was just beautifully... A, a beautiful combination with Mary and Caitlin. Yeah, I mean, they're two superstars. I mean, Mary, the way she brought it down and just controlled it and played Kate through, and then the, fi- the finish was amazing. But that goal's been coming for Caitlin, and I'm really happy for her tonight. And the second second goal really close to the goal, and uh, we, we saw how you... Yeah, I kind of missed it because all the <laughs> photographers were in the way. But, nah, Em brought it down beautifully. Um, she has composure everywhere in the park, and just to put it on a platter for Ras and then great finish kind of similar to her Canada first goal to be honest Tom I think the whole nation choked when you slipped from over the way you've done something no, I just slipped. I have like terrible groins and just fell over like a normal thing. I think it's just on a microscope because I've been injured the last three weeks, but nothing. So how's it been for you, Sam, watching this team performing out there while you've been on the bench? Does it feel like a bit of a relief almost to know that they can go and do things like this without you there? Uh, no, I mean, I know they can do it without me. They've played plenty of games this year, this last year without me and um, they smashed it when they played South Africa. They've been doing so well and um, I think you saw tonight that Nigeria is not an easy team. So, um, yeah, I mean, I knew they could do it without me, but it's been amazing to kind of sit back and watch just how much all of these players that I grew up with have grown into, you know, their own, and they're all superstars in their own making. What a journey from four years ago, the heartbreak in Nice to that comprehensive win into the quarterfinals, finally the second time in history. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about Nice today, so... Um, yeah, it's nice and there was no way we will go to Penns tonight because we wanted to get the job done and um, the girls played it the, ga- the game perfectly and yeah, we'll enjoy tonight but there's, a, there's more to be done. Can you win the World Cup? I mean, we're taking it one game at a time. That's obviously <laughs> the dream but uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's here to, to do that, right? But um, we've said from the start, even before the tournament, we're taking this one game at a time and we're not going to we're not going to look too far ahead because that's when we slip. What about your next opponents then? I mean, could be France, who you've played before and beaten recently, or could be Morocco, who looks like that would be pretty tricky. Yeah, I think both of them will be really tricky. Obviously, we saw France, there wasn't much in it when we played them in Melbourne. Then Morocco, we've never played them, and obviously um, they're on a bit of a high at the moment, but the whole country is a footballing nation. So, yeah, they're both going to be tough, but um, not about them today, about the Matildas, about the girls smashing it, and then we'll focus on that tomorrow. One final question, guys. And how do you feel to the quarterfinals? Do you think you can start Me? <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
well, I don't even know when it is. When is it? Friday, Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a plan. The physios have a plan. I asked them if I could run after the game and um, they said no, so I'm sure I'll just be following their plan like I have the last few weeks. The ticket. Now, I also want to take you to uh, the coach, Tony Gustafsson, who had a few things to say in the after-match press conference, including one of the things that he has already identified that the team needs to work on um, as they move forward, if they are to keep moving forward and to keep improving with each game. It's a lot to evaluate from, from tonight's game. First of all, I'm, I'm very proud of, of the players' maturity tonight. Um, Denmark comes out and surprises us. Four for two, high press, did not shy away from the occasion. We knew that harder was going to be hard to deal with in the space between the midfield and the back line. Um, I think we struggled first 50 minutes. Uh, but in tournament football, I've said it before, you need to play the game right in front of you and find ways to win. And, and the maturity of the players uh, showed tonight, I'm very, very proud of. I got very nervous. Uh, I didn't see the slip until she was on the floor. Uh, but when I saw that, obviously you get, oh. Um, then straight away communicate with how you're doing. You need to come off. You're good. Um, she, needed, she wanted to stay on. Um, so hopefully that means she, she's okay. But I don't want to jump to any conclusions here. I want to respect the process. We, we check in on her and see how she feels and get my experts around me once again and, and have a meeting tomorrow and, and do a review. I think we all, as human beings, grow every single day. We learn and we, we change, hopefully improve, um, learn from experiences. Um, the one thing that I think have happened with this team is they were very tight and together when the tournament started. But the tournament and the experience and the challenging and the adversity that they've gone through have made them even tighter. It's a unique group in that sense. There's a, there's a family sense, there's a tight circle and togetherness that is, is unique and I think that have strengthened even more during the tournament. The ticket. Right, Anya, so the other game was between England and Nigeria. Now, this was a fascinating game, and Nigeria have captured so many hearts playing here. They had the best of the game. One of England's star players got sent off for stomping, red-carded. She'll be out, um, and that is Lauren James. Uh, goes to penalties, and England wins. You know, this is the... This is why we love sport, because it's so devastating and so incredibly beautiful all at the same time. Yeah, you know what, I was, um, we've talked about this early about Nigerian-England games and I was quite upset that to see that they didn't make it through because they have shown us how much they wanted to prove themselves, how much they won this game and but at least, you know, I think they did really well for an African continent, uh, for Africa continent and I think everyone will be very proud for what they did and you're right, this is what football about, you know, no matter how much we think a team is going to go through toward the end something could change and that's what changed um, last night I mean England did try to push through and they did their best they didn't have the possession they didn't have the game but it was penalty toward the end that took them through and um, I think they probably do have a lot of learning to do before they go to the next round yeah yeah all right let's catch up with some of the players uh, in the mix zone speaking to Jessica Stewart afterwards we'll start with the Nigerian player blessing Demahim really hard loss to take but you must be very proud of the team uh, it's a hard pill to swallow, but I'm very, very proud of the team. It's a penalty shooter, and penalty is a enormous game, so we try again and we keep going. It's going to get better. Do you feel like this is this World Cup has been 
a very good platform for Nigeria to build off in years to come? Uh, World Cup, the World Cup is a very big platform for Nigeria, but we keep building, we keep working hard for the next World Cup. Do you feel like tonight the team created so many chances, but it was really a night of the two goalkeepers dominating, in a sense? Uh, tonight's game, we had better chances than them, and we played more better than them, but unfortunately, we were just fortunate to put in the, the ball to the goalpost. Ball just didn't kind of fall your way. Yeah, yeah, the goal didn't just come, but we gave our best. We fought to win the match, but the goals didn't come. You beat Australia in this tournament. You take England to penalties in a in a knockout match. Do you just look at those those kind of results as great achievements for this team? Uh, it's a great achievement for the team because the group we wear is not a good, is not a, a soft team for us. It's a hard team, a group for us. We play against Canada, we do. We play against Australia, we won. Now we play against Ireland, and we do. So England, we are just fortunate. We are just fortunate not to come out victorious. We are just unfortunate. And just lastly, do you think a lot of people would have? You've exceeded the expectations of what a lot of people would have had for this team at this World World Cup. Uh, we did we performed better than how people expected us to perform because many people looked down on us, but we surprised them and we did better. What, what about the crowd support tonight? You had a really a great group in that corner there, didn't you? Cheering the whole night. The, the crowd support has been fantastic because if you should look at the crowd, it's just all over support, England supporters, no Nigeria supporters, but they still came to support us. That shows how fantastic we were in the game. But it's okay. We try again. Jess also caught up with a couple of the English players, including the England defender Lucy Bronze and Captain Millie Bright. It must be just relief right now getting through to the quarterfinals. Yeah, a little bit. I think uh, you know we didn't play our best game, uh, but again we showed a different side of us. Going down to ten players and, and winning on penalties showed a, a mentality that this England team has. I guess. Have you spoken to Lauren? What's what? How did you assess the situation? Bit of a brain fade, or what would you look at it? Yeah, I mean, listen, LJ is one of the most talented players in the world right now. Um, I think it was a frustrating game for her, you know, because her, her best attributes are on the ball. Um, it was just a moment of, I guess, lapse of concentration. Um, and obviously, she's going to be more disappointed than anyone. Uh, but I've seen her after the game already, um, and she's obviously upset. But there's nothing that we can do about it now. We move forward uh, on to the next game. I guess, where to from here? How do you regroup after that? Is it just a sign that anyone in this competition can beat anyone on their day? I mean, I think that sign's already shown in the, uh, in the group stages. I think we, we know as an England team that it's just been about grinding out results and sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes our performances have been really good, sometimes not so good, but we've been able to see games out, we've been able to win games. That's a lot of teams haven't been able to do that. So I think, again, coming into this game today, uh, going out with 10 players and then you know, winning on penalties was just another side of us. Millie, just yeah. a reaction to your relief, obviously, getting through, and then, obviously, the red card. Yeah, unbelievably proud of the group um, to be in that situation and absolutely fight till the end. Um, but I think we all remained calm and composed, and I think we knew what we needed to do. And, you know, the situation happened. Whatever, that's football. It, it's happened to me. It's happened to many players. Um, we'll get around LJ, pick her back up, and, and go again. You know, there's... There's no need to shine too much light on that situation. It happens, uh, but we have a job to do moving forward and rest, recover, get ready for our next opponent. 
So Anya, we move into today's matches. France take on Morocco in Adelaide. Jamaica play Colombia in Melbourne. Australia will next play the winner of the France-Morocco game. What an incredible encounter that is. France being such superstars that they are. Morocco, oh my gosh, like the men's team. They've come out of seemingly nowhere and they are challenging some big names. Oh, they are. You know what? Out of this, toward the end of the World Cup, there are some teams that I just everyone going to be talking about. And one of them is Morocco. Um, from the beginning, no one knew what was going on. You know, we know that they're not the strongest team, but they have come out so far challenging us to think twice about their position in this World Cup. And so it will be great to see how far they go today. You know, France, is a, it's a big team. They have some great players. They're great on their feet. Um, I would really hope that Morocco does caught up by surprise as well. Yeah, and we, we have learned in this World Cup you can't always pick the winner. It's been so full of surprises. And what about Jamaica, Colombia? You know what? Uh, I'm just going to say it. I do want Jamaica to win. Um, but you know what? As we mentioned earlier, um, Colombia does have great supporters and they do encourage them to play really well. I've watched them so far. I've watched their fan. Um, I think both of these teams today are going to give us some great football and that's what's mattered the most. Yeah. And um, the, the absolute beauty of this FIFA Women's World Cup continues. Thanks so much for your company today. Thank you so much. And we'll see you all again tomorrow on Ticket to the Cup podcast. Bye for now.